So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. Hello everybody and welcome along to chapter 79 of What's the Story podcast, the first of 2017. 2017. Yeah. Um, happy New Year everybody. Happy New Year and uh, I sincerely hope that you've had a fantastic Christmas and you've ate yourselves into a stupor. What did you do Christmas Day Danny? Uh, I ate me talking me ham, I watched Mary Poppins and I had a nap like any normal individual. <laughs> <laughs> did you eat any chocolates? I ate a truckload of chocolate. I, uh, I made a trip... A pilgrimage, some would say, because it certainly felt holy to me, to Ikea, and I bought about 15 packets of Marabou chocolate. I still haven't tasted one of them. Unbelievable. It's like it's like nostalgia and orgasms wrapped up in a neat little package. Why, did they used to be available? <laughs> they did once upon a time, Graham, yeah, and then I couldn't find them anywhere, and um, I launched a Facebook... Um, Campaign? <laughs> call of action, I would say. <laughs> and people responded in their masses saying, they're Swedish, Ikea. Ikea and then mutual friend Dave Brock sent me photographic evidence that they were in Ikea so I made the pilgrimage to Carrick Moines avoided the drive throughs like a good little boy <laughs> and uh, went into Ikea bewildered by, by everything I seen in Ikea because I couldn't see sweets straight away <laughs> expecting to walk in and just have a shelf of sweets but Ikea is you have to navigate through the flat pack furniture metropolis that is and so the cafe. one in Carrick Mines isn't like the one out in... It's not as big or anything. No, it just has a few demo plays. I think it's for collections. You order online, you collect there or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't interested in getting a demo or anything like that. <laughs> they'll, they'll design a kitchen for you or some shit. Wasn't interested. I was you like, just wanted your, your chocolate. I was like, where the Marabou kid? And uh, there's a cafe at the back. Have you got any left? Ah, yeah. Ah, here on Evil. No. All right. We don't share. Ikea I'm always reminds me of... Who's time. that, Danny? Well, well let's... Let's let him finish crime. <laughs> it, Ikea always reminds me of... Do you remember in Taken when Liam Neeson comes out and he sees all the girls getting sold to all the rich people? <laughs> and then his daughter comes out at the end. That, I, I, you, like you walk, everyone walks the same way and it's just creepy. That, that just is just wrong. Actually, I, that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the big Ikea for that reason. I don't like the whole... You follow... I've got lost in there despite the fact that it's a one-way system. There's something wrong there about is. Ikea. There is. Don't be buying Swedish furniture, buy Irish furniture. I went with the grandparents to the one, the big one, and uh, Linda brought an empty <clears throat> litre and a half bottle of Coke. For what? So she can fill it up with the free refills in the restaurant. She did. Ah, get out. Get out. I refuse to believe that. I was telling you now. So She's she, mad. She brought an empty bottle from home thinking, I oh, know, I'll fill that up in the restaurant, I'm quids in. Yeah. That's Holy my granny. Hand. That's, my, that's that girl, era. Right, that's, that's that era for you. That's it, right, lads. Don't be, don't be spending all your money on Swedish furniture. Buy some handcrafted Irish furniture. Shout out Gav Harrington, listener of the show. Our guest this week... He's not a guest. ...is an official contributor now. He's on the WTS pod payroll. He's fist pumping now. He's um, 
Correspondent. Correspondent contributor. Do you have a title that you want? Or? Non-executive board member slash contributor. Are you going to update Ooh, your Twitter fantastic. profile to that? I might not have written approval. Oh, 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 I see, I see. From Gerald Keane. <laughs> your, your we've, well, we, he drives a hard bargain. The negotiations we had to have with him. Listen, we're all human at the end of the day. I met him at the garage and he said he never knew you. Never met you. He has to say that for legal reasons. Okay. I'm sure if he's approached by somebody that looks homeless, he's not going to talk <laughs> about his clients. <laughs> Gary Michael, you happy, new year to happy New Year, Gary. And uh, thanks for joining us. Yet again. Pleasure is all mine. All mine. Can you take that remark back, please? I withdraw that. Thank you. And as I didn't see us over the Christmas, I come <laughs> yeah. with gifts. Oh. Oh. So I'm just going to go to my little bag here. Oh. I'm frightened. Oh, now. he has a bag. Fri- well, we can hear the bag there. So yeah. this is, this is terrific. <laughs> this is a surprise. This is. Each member gets a curly word. <laughs> this is yes. sensational. Oh, can I eat it now? No, because no. you'd be chomping into the microphone. I'm not editing that for people. Thank oh, you very much, Gary. I love curly whirlies. Each member gets some ah, ah, here. smellies to wash this themselves and clean themselves with. That's unreal. Graham's you know is beard-related. Danny's is wash-related. I'm not saying Graham needs to shave or Danny needs to wash, but there this you is there. amazing. I got shaving gel, but I don't shave. This is incredible. That's my point. <laughs> He's dropping a subtle hint there. And as I said to you a couple of days ago, Graham, 2017, the beard is gone. That's not, no, it won't be. It will be, I'm telling you. I was before the... God, I, I, I had it before the hipsters had it. Gary, th- thanks very much for that. <laughs> thanks You're for the gift. It's, it's the first Christmas in a long time where I haven't been given a Jesus Links Africa set. <laughs> <laughs> so this Julie, it surpasses Links Africa, but it, it, it does, it's Dove, which is very... Oh, very nice. The bag, the bag on it's quite nice as well. It so. is. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah, get a bag. Little wash bag. That's great for weekends away. Was that supposed to be for me? No, that was for Danny. Okay. No. What are you saying? Are you sure? That you get enough off me. Okay. Yeah, what he's saying is he likes me more than you. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Um, yes. So what this episode or chapter, as we like to call them, is going to be is uh, a review of 2016 because apparently that's what all media outlets do, and we're the proper media outlet. <laughs> so uh, what better way to start 2017 than by looking back at 2016 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost to reverse what we should do we'll also look at 2017 though and have a little chat about that but first 2016 before we start do- diving into details in one word sum up 2016 to you Meryl ah. right good word Gary <laughs> <laughs> uh, testing Ooh. Oh, testing. Yeah, at least yours was an actual award. On like the, the good old moment. Well, what even sound did I make? Uh. Uh. <laughs> I I thought it was very. Um, it's more than one word, but okay. It was um, like the euros made it for me. I did say in a word. That's a sentence, but I'm right. trying to think of a word. I'm giving you a, a little synopsis to help me with a word. <laughs> so the euros was sensational. But there was a lot of... Sensei? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't Sensei because there was a lot of... There was a lot of celebrity deaths. But See, my own kind of... My own my own profile was raised a lot. In uh, yeah, it was, yeah. And it died as well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the American brand actually went up in stock, I suppose you could say. Um, the whole Mara celebrity... Week. The celebrity deaths thing, though, right? This is something that kind of... It, it bugs me. Um, it bugs you it bugs me right and I'm going to tell you why first and foremost there are more celebrities in the world now than there was 10 years ago social media right? like 
And if you venture up to Fitzpatrick Castle, you'll see no end of these celebrities having a quiet point or having a nice meal in the dungeon bar and grill. And at this point, it's obvious to people that I forgot the plug at the start. <laughs> so, you know, but all I'm saying is if you pop up to Fitzpatrick Castle in the beautiful, beautiful surrounds of Cloyney Hill, you never know who you'll bump into. Um, check out FitzpatrickCastle.com for more. But, yeah, so, like, because back in the day, the only type of celebrity there was was a movie star. And then it became a movie star and a singer or a musician. And then it became a movie star, a singer or a TV star. Then it became kind of like a journalist or media person. But now, I mean, you go viral and you're a celebrity, you're internet famous, reality TV famous. Like, there's people famous for, for absolutely nothing now. Yeah, there's those two clowns down in Greystones, <coughs> the happy pair. Famous because they eat walnuts in the fucking morning. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? See, yeah, well, you're the, the second guest we've had. So far, it's 2-1. Two, two guests who dislike them and one guest who, who really likes them. Um, the happy pair lads. Maybe we'll have to get them on. Who who liked them? Paul, Paul Howard. Howard. Oh, yeah. Paul Howard thought they were absolute gents. So I'm sure they are, but I mean, yeah. they're not celebrities, are they? Well, technically, they're not they, grown they, up they, Jedward, in, they? in this world that we live in, they are. But, I mean, yeah. Well, like, they're celebrity chefs, are they? Kooks, I would say. I Kooks. Yeah. yeah, they're not chefs, you're right. And these whole celebrity kooks has just gone out of control. Yeah. Like you have, I don't, you I don't have really models know. becoming kooks. They're not like, and they have no, they're kook not. books and all that. Yeah, I don't want to be too disparaging. Fair play to the lads; they made a successful business, and they seem enthusiastic about life. And 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 the life book is bitten them. So fair play to them and, and have at it. Um, well, but what was your point? Right, sorry, did so we not my, bring up celebrity deaths? We did. Sorry. So my point is that. 2016 may just be the first year that we're seeing a, a realisation of it. But we're going to see more and more celebrities dying or, or, or well-publicised deaths now because of the fact that as the years pass by, the number of famous people in existence has increased. So we're into that realm now of people who are big in the 60s are getting to that age where they're naturally going to start dying. You know what I mean? Whereas beforehand we've only had like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. So that celebrity barrier was a lot harder to cross back then. So you're just saying that that's life, they're going to die. Exactly. My, my thing is that there are more celebrities, therefore there's going to be more deaths. But what, what's the gripe though? Like, my gripe is that people are going on about how, how, oh my God, 2016, just stop already. How dare you take these lives? I'm like, come on. You're going to get this now more and more and more. like, you know. And they die every year also, don't they? Just, they I mean, do. There's always a clutch of them. They do. I suppose the There's only so thing, many this year. I was going to say last year. I mean, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. That you're going to see that more and more now. Yeah, right? yeah. Just but there were so of, many kind of. I suppose. I mean, Bowie hit people. Hard, yeah, Bowie did. Well, Bowie was the first. Nobody's seen that coming, really. Bowie no. was the first one of the year. Well, his doctor did. He had cancer for a while. Yeah, but it wasn't public knowledge. No, you didn't true. have uh, um, access to his doctor's files, did you? Uh, no, I, I don't have access to anybody's medical files. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what aspirations you're trying to cast. <laughs> <laughs> Serious data protection issues there. Um, but Bowie was the first one, like really high profile one of the year. January 10th. Was it that early? That yeah. early. She yeah. started it. Yeah. Um, and then Hans Gruber himself, Snape, Alan Rickman four days later. So that's two back to back now that were quite sort of like. And that was two cancer, Jesus. wasn't it? The two of them? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Rickman was cancer or what. I believe Rickman was cancer. Could quite possibly be. And then two weeks later, Terry Wogan, the voice of Eurovision, he's gone. So by the end of January, you've got three very high profile celebs 
gone. Are you saying though that the public shouldn't mourn them because they should be expected? No, no, not at all. I'm just saying the way people carried on as if 2016 was some sort of, you know, war zone for death. Yeah, exactly. Like it it kind of was, was though for as uh, if there was a celebrity people call. in the public eye. I don't think there was any kind of celebrity call. I think it's just the fact that now we're getting to a point in time in history where there's so many famous people, and there's so much information out there that people who are famous are famous for literally nothing and so on and so forth. That you're gonna see more notable deaths than you did previously yeah. like but uh yeah january so january was a bit of a write-off but all these people then. have all the like they're like bowie's a, a it was an actor and a singer and wogan was famous and alan rickman was famous and like they're gonna have a following so they are going the following are going to kind of but i'm, I'm not no i know and i'm not disputing that i'm saying yeah. like more than all you want my point is that like people who were just saying generically oh 2016 such a bad year for people dying not really. It wasn't out of the norm, really. Prince as well. Prince, that, yeah. That Prince. was big. Yeah. Prince was big. But then and the information after Prince was a bit crazy as well. Prince was April. So we're skipping on a bit. But yeah, I agree with you there. It was a bit. I think that was drug related, wasn't it? Wasn't it the same as like, kind of Michael Jackson? Um, I don't know. Is that I don't he was relying on a... Relying on some form of a prescription drug, yeah. yeah. Possibly. Um the thing that's weird about Prince, though, or the circumstances around his death, is he had been reported as um, dying just a couple of weeks before he actually died. I've seen it. Or a couple of days it? or something. Now, apparently, he like the plane he was on had to be like, diverted, and people were speculating straight away, oh, he's dead. Prince has died on an airplane, and that's why they're diverting and all it Like, news everywhere. And then it came out he was wrong, but then just... He, got, he was sick, was it? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he was sick. Then just a couple of weeks later, then he dies in his... What was it called? The, the ranch in Minnesota that he lived on? I don't know, but anyway. He was a Mormon, was he? Yeah. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Mormons are mad. Was he a Mormon? Yeah, yeah. One very, of very Mo- kind of Mormon strict or, Mormon. Or Jehovah's Witness or one of them. One of them mad ones, like. You have no. And Mormons, something, <clears throat> I could be wrong. <clears throat> don't take the piss of them wrong. But Mormons don't, am I right in this now? They don't like giving to charity or something? So he had, he had, he had gone a roundabout way in giving to charity, instead of the natural conventional way. Because the Mormons he's a part of wouldn't have. A, a I wasn't aware of that. I know that there was. Um, didn't he leave? I could be wrong. I could, that could be just absolute waffle. Yeah, I don't, I've never heard it before. Now I have to say he left I'm, his estate to his step niece. Apparently, yeah, that's she mad. was the only one with access to it. Well, which is most odd, isn't it? I mean, you would have thought. But you know, the the kind of drugs that were linked to his death, like the painkillers, and the, why would he need that? It was like, well, how, how do you mean? It, like, like why he, would he need he, it? And he hopped off, you know, party drugs as such for so long. He needed these drugs to but, either sleep or function. Yeah, but it was chronic dosages. Yeah, like he had his. He 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 was big into Xanax, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So Xanax is known as hillbilly heroin so maybe he needed that to function you know daily and then he just took too much didn't wake body up body shut down um, same kind of scenario <clears> as Jackson <throat> where the doctor was kind of keeping him alive by giving over the dose of what he should have been taking and just didn't wake up didn't come out of it didn't come out of his coma that's mental isn't it mm-hmm. and the doctors were almost like living doctors weren't they I think so, yeah. It seems to how it go. That's how it goes in the states. But he, um, 
He was something like four stone when he died. You're joking. Yeah, he was. But didn't he only tiny. have a gig like a week before he died? I'm not too sure. I think there was like uh, there was uh, online footage of him performing, and he did look quite frail. So I'm just reading a thing here. Prince's cremated remains were placed into a custom 3D printed urn shaped like Paisley Park Estate. That's his ranch in Minnesota. The urn was placed on display in the atrium of Paisley Park Complex. That's a bit fucking mad, isn't it? Yeah. It is mad. You never would have thought. No, I mean, that. 3D printing in general gets me. But I mean, why would you 3D print your estate and then put your ashes in there and be like, no, that stairs in the estate. Which I think that's a bit weird. Mm. I think he was a bit of an oddball, though, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. He, well, he was addicted to like opiates and, as you said, like Xanax and one thing and the other. So he definitely was a man with issues. But uh, still, yeah, another one that was gone. Um, one of the big stories as well of, of 2016 was the Zika virus. Mm-hmm. And uh, to the point where the Olympics and everything was impacted by that, by people. Rory McIlroy and Kobe being like, no, nope, not going, not going. Not going. And now everybody's feeling like, yeah, the Zika's not, it's, yeah, it's grand, like, don't about it. Same yeah. with Ebola, really. Ebola yeah. kind of disappeared, now Zika's kind of disappeared. Well, I think the, the only difference with Ebola was that they, they actually fought it off. Whereas with Zika, it wasn't really a matter of fighting it off, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's not newsworthy anymore, move along. Like, was, the, uh, like they're saying it's in Florida, like, it's really because mosquitoes and all that, but like. Was there only the golfers that pulled out of the Olympics? Was no, there any other no, sports? a couple of other sports did as it? well, but golfers would have been. Because golf courses would have water and they'd be out all day. And, oh, right. You know, so. Wasn't there a, a conspiracy theory as well that um, the Zika virus was created in inverted commas to, for, for population issues to keep population down? That was indeed, yeah. That was conspiracy, guys, um, on this podcast. Uh, covered, covered a bit of that as well, yeah. But it's very mental, good. isn't it? It's crazy. Population control. Tinfoil hats, lads. Get them on. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah. them on. In fairness, though, i seen a video a couple of weeks ago. And um, it was documenting, like, the rise of the of human population on Earth, like. And it's a four-minute video. And it's kind of petering along, petering along. And then, at one stage, during, like, the Black Death or the Spanish flu or one of them, population drops for, like, the first time ever. And it jumps back up again. And then from, like, 1800 to now, it just becomes this, like, vertical climb, like, with no leveling off ever. And it's insane. Like, it goes from this steady just kind of line of just gradual growth, gradual growth, little decline, then back up, gradual growth to this just, like, cliff face. And it's kind of like, literally it is in the last century that billions of people, billions, and then we're wondering why everything's knackered. Like, mm. resources aren't there for billions, man. You know the way we were saying, you know the way we were saying tinfoil hats there with population control? Like, I find it fascinating that with that kind of suggestion that leaders, health leaders or whatever, are actually having those type of conversations. Well, they have to, I suppose. They do, it's yeah. mad though, isn't I mean, it? If you look at in China, what was it you were allowed to have one child? Yeah. One child policy, yeah. And if people were having a girl, they were more or less like just leaving it to die. And, Absolutely, yeah. You know? So Crazy. it's in place in some countries, obviously. It's um, mad, isn't it? Yeah. China's a mad place. Mad, mad place. But um, the whole thing about the antibiotics is what kind of makes me go oh, fuck hang on a second now because like th- like there are in existence these like super bugs that are completely immune to like the the, the whatever catalogue or whatever you want to call it of antibiotics that we currently have and like like one example would be like sort of MRSA 
in hospital, you know that hospital bug, like that's really, really say, hard to yeah, kill, yeah. yeah. And they're saying that, well, what do you expect when constantly, like, people are just being given antibiotics, just, you know, oh, what's wrong with you? Ah, there's an antibiotic, get rid of that. So you're putting that into your system, you go for a wee, you flush that, that water then goes out to the sea, those fish and whatnot then are eating stuff then, and these micro things of this antibiotic, we're pumping any antibiotics into animals, cattle and all that. That's fucking mental when you think of it like that. Like but this, it's mental, this but mad it's quite so- simple. Yeah, 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 like this mad cycle is happening. So then all these bacteria and all that are developing, are all developing with these antibodies already in them because they're developing from feces or excrement or stuff that's rotten that has traces of this in it. So then when we try to lash the antibiotics into fight them, they're like, I'm made of that. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, like? yeah. So then... So they're at the point now where they're kind of like, we need to develop new antibiotics, but like, the budget isn't there. Nobody's, nobody's we doing it. We need to create new antibiotics to beat the antibiotic. Yeah, kind of. And there's, there's a finite amount of them. Like, so, I can't remember who was some, like, I don't know if he's a medical advisor at the UN or just he was some, like, quack. I honestly can't remember, so I don't know how credible it is. But he was like, look, between global warming and antibiotic crisis, there was a herd of like caribou or moose or something in somewhere in Siberia that the permafrost melted because temperatures got to the highest they've ever been. These caribou or whatever had been killed by anthrax. So when they then melted, their corpses started to decompose and anthrax was released into the air, which is the first time in decades that that's happened naturally. Like, So you have that happening and he's going like, if that's happening with anthrax, can you imagine that happened with something like smallpox? Which spreads like nothing you've experienced before. It would wipe out millions in a couple of days, like, because we don't have the ability to fight it off. And I was like, "All right, now I'm scared." <laughs> yeah, what did I watch so, this for? <laughs> yeah, I, I was genuinely like, "Why am I?" This is like when I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries as a kid, and then I go to sleep. <laughs> oh, that I used, I, used to, I always have to watch that with the bleeding lights on. Terrified I was. I man. remember doing a special on ghosts. I, d- I, d- I didn't sleep for two nights. <laughs> it, was the, it was the music and your man's voice. It was yeah, the man's combination. Voice. The com- Robert something I think his name was. The combination of the two. The music was creepy, man. Yeah. But then his voice, where he just walked in, just be like. In 1984, yeah. three people went wow. missing on a mountain. You're like, no, nobody didn't. <laughs> Tell me a nice story. But you wouldn't turn it off. No, you, you wouldn't. wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd hope like your mad. I would come home and watch it with you. See it like, do you know what I mean? You'd be like, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. The music as well was free. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I always wondered as well. And I mean, you mentioned, Danny, you mentioned things going into the water system or whatever else. And this is probably small minded to me, but I always wondered, you know, how many people in the world have AIDS let's say right and they have to go to the toilet as such yeah and that's going into the water system yeah I'm not saying they're what they're letting out in the toilet is infected with AIDS but there's something in that surely yeah like like it, I get what you mean like and I suppose that like I, I don't know about, about AIDS because I don't know if you, that, you can only catch it once which is a good thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Unique way of looking at that, Gary, yeah. But no, you, but, but, no, I mean? but this is a serious thing about how things spread. And it's even, like, whatever about, like, people going to the toilet and it goes into the water system and then how clean is the water that we have and all that kind of thing and how purified or how filtered is it. But even just somebody who has, maybe not AIDS, but has 
some sort of illness and they go to the toilet and they don't wash their hands and then they go out and they go into a meeting and they shake somebody's hand and then that person then later on gives their wife a hug or gives their partner a hug the wife then puts the kids to bed the kid goes to school he's playing with his friends he's interacting with his teacher that teacher goes home and you have this chain reaction and I'm like, lads, just wash your Jesus hands. Mm-hmm. Wash them, like, you know what I mean? Wasn't but there a restaurant in Helsinki or something and it became public knowledge that the, the head chef was HIV positive? People stopped going to the restaurant. The argument was, that, you know, if he was in the kitchen and he was sweating, would the sweat right. into the food, How did they know? I, I couldn't tell you. He was Were he positive? He, he was... <laughs> you know what I mean? But it makes you think, doesn't it? What, you know, what, what if he's cutting a cucumber and slice it with his skin? He doesn't realize. You know what yeah. I mean? I, well, yeah. I, like I don't know how how much it has to go into something to infect somebody, and I don't know if the, if that is a genuine risk. Like I mean, probably isn't. Like, but yeah, would, you, you, would you not eat there? <coughs> no, I wouldn't. Would you not? No, I think I would. To be honest, like if I knew that somebody working in a deli in a, a spar or a centra or any other type of shop had HIV or whatever, like as long as they're following the same protocol as everybody else see no reason yeah I understand that but picture the scene then you go into Centra you can have a chicken fillet roll oh yeah. Jesus actually I won Maggie's HIV positive I'd probably out of manners buy the roll but I'd probably throw it in the bin would you? yeah and that's probably really narrow minded probably even sounds rude you, you think? yeah but I, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think yeah I think def- see, I don't know because like I know like th- that's one of the things actually that I learned in last year is the the kind of, not so much the cure, but I mean, more or less, the, the fight against AIDS is over the hill now, and like it's on progressed the, and on the path, like that somebody with the disease can lead a healthy, uh, like and a long normal, life. yeah, yeah so normal bliss, has it? Plan, yeah, perfect yeah. example, yeah, and like just I think it's two tablets a day, maybe even one tablet a day. Mm-hmm. Normal life, not you Looks know, very I mean? healthy. Um, doesn't look like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. That's like. oh, what a film! No, <laughs> what that was my I've first watched that in years. That was my first um emotional film. Yeah, probably, but also my first sort of like exposure or in any way kind of like, hang on, what why did he die? <laughs> and what is that? Oh. And w- what like and then and people like, die like your yeah, first exposure then, of death? No, not of death, but of people dying because of like a disease that wasn't like, say, cancer. Do you know what I mean? Right. And then I was kinda like, hang on, and then like to try and give a tangible example like yeah sure Freddie Mercury and I was like hang on Freddie Mercury died to watch a man in Philadelphia died <laughs> I just couldn't get me little like eight year old head around it yeah. do you know what I mean like and you shouldn't have you were only eight yeah but <laughs> shouldn't you know, have been watching it I shouldn't have but it was a really good film even it at was, the age of eight it was, was excellent it was a great film it was excellent I love Tom Hanks though yeah, watch Sully there. The is it good? Sully. It's okay, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. it. You see, the, I, I think people were expecting some sort of big, huge, dramatic thing, but you have to, like, it's a story about something you already know that's happened. Mm. And ultimately, because you already know the ending and all that, they have to create the drama in another way. Did you so, see the prequel? I'm lost. The terminal. <laughs> That, that wasn't going with the top. Very good. I actually thought you were going to make a 9-11 joke there. No! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Danny. I did, though, because I was like, it's a plane landing on the Hudson in New York. No, all the right, prequel is Tom Hanks in the terminal. That, all right, that was actually very good, Graham. Well played. <laughs> you got me there. Thanks. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, And I thought it, it was good. And I, Good I segue into uh, what was your film of 2016. Oh, that is a good one. 
Oh, you put me on the spot now. I'm trying to think. I, I don't have a film of 2016, I don't think, but I really enjoyed Narcos. Oh, that's I 2015, is it? I still haven't watched Narcos. So What's that you know? It'll be 2017 for me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched season two. Um, that's fabulous. What yeah, a show, man. season one was brilliant. For me, the, the TV show of 2016 was uh, Planet Earth 2. Oh, Planet oh, Earth 2. Amazing. The episode Which, in the cities. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. That, that footage with the leopards. Unbelievable. That, that's, I, still, I still cannot believe that. I've watched it back about four times. Incredible. Like You still can't believe what that he got that, the footage of the leopard? Well, first of all, that it's in a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Come on. But it's only that, and I don't know if they edited it in that way, or if those lads that like it just looked like a gang of young lads walking through the people's park in Dunleary and a leopard is 10 feet away almost <laughs> stalking them exactly and exactly I'm, and I'm like what uh, how like if that was me I would not be going out at night time if somebody turned around to me and said there are leopards loose in Ballybrack and they're stalking young lads I'd be like there's plenty of meat on me and I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing this the monkeys were scary as well the monkeys though. were amazing I loved them just jumping down and robbing through would you go yeah, to um, those cities India was it like Calcutta, well, I think. Are you asking that in a case of like, would the monkeys put me off? Or? Yeah, because they put me off. No, no. I like. I just. I have don't no, know. I wouldn't be. I'd have no interest in traveling to that part of the world anyway. But yeah. the monkeys wouldn't put me off. If you tell me, like, you the know, monkeys would put me off now. Well, actually, the, the 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 birds in Rome almost put me off going to Rome, and I love Rome. Yeah, I remember I seeing like, those birds in Rome. You, yeah, you go to Rome, all you get showered and shit. What was a million, a million starlings? Unbelievable! And like when they showed that 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 bit of the car just covered in board crap, <laughs> and in parking meters, literally drenched in it. I was like, Have you been ah, to Rome? God, yeah, yeah, yeah it's class. Isn't it? I think I was too young to appreciate it. It's it's brilliant though. It's amazing. I was there, lads, at a wedding, and. and I liked it, it but I didn't, didn't mm. love it. Like, see, my, I, I loved it. Like, I, I love classical classical studies and I love history. I get very nerdy about it. So, for mm. me, just like walking. So around there's a lot the, for you to get walking your around the Colosseum or walking around the Vatican. Even I was like, oh my god, this yeah. is like his tangible. Yeah, no, like, I enjoyed it and, and I done yeah. that, but like, I just, it just didn't get me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just I, didn't grab me no, by the cojones. Yeah, I get that. Some people like is the wedding good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's, it's, it would seem like a decent venue for a wedding. Um, you laughing at your phone? No. I always find it weird when you take out your phone and yeah, you Yeah, why don't. are you doing that? And you sit into yeah. the mic there. <laughs> he hasn't said it in weeks. <laughs> he doesn't in. need to say it to you. I actually haven't told you to stop scratching your beard either in a while. You've got to be good at that. You still cough. Because I don't do it because you don't moan. You, you only still, moan when Gar's here. You still cough when people are mid-sentence, which isn't ideal, if I'm being honest with oh, you. Like, sorry, man. Because it doesn't just go into your microphone. It goes into everybody's microphone. So yeah. I can't just clip your mic. I have to be like, how am I going to write? I can only minimize it. People will hear it in the background and just presume that. Sounds Mero. like Luke Kelly going for a shite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cough did? Now when you scratch your fucking beard. That's also true, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You didn't pick a film. Oh, you picked the show. I picked the show. I can't I think have to of it. It wasn't a great year for film, I don't think. It's solely is the only one that come into my head now because you've mm. said that. But what else did I see that I enjoyed? Was Sausage Party any good? I no, didn't see it. Was it was geek. Was it? It was absolute geek. <laughs> it was an atrocious did you watch it? film. No, no. I thought I would have loved that yeah, now. I haven't no. watched it yet. I, I enjoyed the um, the Oasis documentary, Supersonic. Oh, Supersonic was unbelievable. Yeah, that was fantastic. really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed um, the documentary on Leicester that Goldhanger film's done. That was really good. 
Og det er det er fantastisk. Og det er den Oasis ting. Det er brilliant. I can't stand Liam Gallagher, so I won't watch it. And I didn't watch the last Resident Evil. So. I watched this series. I actually cried at the end of the last one. Did you? Yeah. Why? I just thought it was really, you know, it was romantic. It was, it should and have never happened. And Paul Howard's uh, opinion of it. What did you think of his? I was fascinated. I'm fascinated by it, and Paul has to say, but um, it makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, big time. It really does. And he obviously knows that area very 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 well because it's been through it all exactly, and he knows yeah. all the little s- yes, subtle yes all the hints, signs and all that the science the only thing you would say is and I'm not disagreeing with anything Paul would have said but they know European football to distract them they're out of the cups relatively early so yeah that's a fair point and when you have 23 24 lads all pulling in the one direction yeah and the standard of football wasn't great last year but look at you can't rule it out I mean it was known for years that the Arsenal players, like the Invincibles era, they were taking copious amounts of caffeine tablets an hour before a kickoff. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was common knowledge. Mm. I think I um, never knew that. Mm. I think that the whole drugs and sport, I think 2016 definitely was a big year for it. But I, I think we we haven't haven't even scratched the surface of it. God, no. And we probably never will because yeah, it'll be never away will, so yeah. much. It'd be, um, we, won't, we probably never will because of the money involved and mm-hmm. the TV rights. Possibly. But with, with it being Olympic year as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, sorry, just on movies there, Alloyed with Brad Pitt. Really enjoyed that. I didn't see it. It's, it's the tried and tested classic of Brad Pitt versus the Nazis. Which he I loves mean, the Nazis, How many he? times Well, no, he, he hates them. That's, that's, no, uh, he loves the Nazi movies. It's an outrageous thing to say. Anybody loved the Nazis crime. <laughs> <laughs> but he, lo- he, he he's bought the rights to a couple of books that he's um, made into Yeah, movies, possibly. Well, that, that's a, off the top of my head, that's the third one. And there was Inglorious Bastards, which is in my top three films of all time. Love it. There was Fury. And now there's this one. Is Fury good? Fury's brilliant. Jeez, I haven't seen Fury. Fury's very, very good. The other Him and, he was your man that went a bit mental. The actor lad that went a bit mental. Shoya Shoy LaBeouf Oh Shoya LaBeouf Oh god yeah Shoya LaBeouf Shoya LaBeouf's a mad thing Frank LaBeouf's brother Frank LaBeouf Yes Big baldy Chelsea lad yeah. <laughs> There was a great show on BBC About um, the Neville's gigs And Skulls by and Salford Did you watch that? Yeah see That it was, was fantastic Yeah That yeah, was two I'd, parts But you know with, with Gary Neville Kind of in the last year When he's You know since he took The Valencia job And that didn't work out and he, he he was sounding off at print journalism a few weeks ago. On the Sunday supplement? And well yeah, but Did then he that? went on the Sunday supplement there not so long ago and I mean I don't know what he was thinking going on there. What was the point of that? He was arguing against the the quality of print journalism and the ethics and as what well. it's turned into, yeah. And Ollie Holt, Henry Winter and Martin Samuel were obviously advocating why print journalism is you know, still relevant but I felt Neville's points didn't come across very well. I, I don't think he was prepared going into it, really. Yeah. And it, he it, annoyed it, me. It's funny, though, because that show was pre-recorded. So. I think it's live, isn't it? Sunday Supplement? Yeah. Is it live? I think it might be, yeah. Because I watched it and I look edited it. Very, very badly edited. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'd know more about that than me. But I enjoyed it. I, I think I enjoyed it, but I just didn't get why he was on Sunday Supplement. It's the first time a former player has been on it, is it? Yeah, well, I mean, he he tweeted that he would be willing to go on the Sunday supplement and speak about his, his opinion on, on that format. Like I said, he went ahead with was it. Was there a specific subject that brought it up? 
Um, he was quoted as saying something which I can't remember, and he was it with the Liverpool goalkeeper. No, it was before no. that, and he he, he quoted the t- a tweet from the Mirror newspaper, and just tweeted, "Print journalism is gone pretty shit." And there was you know forty or fifty journalists going is at him he, on Twitter. To, to an extent, I'd agree with him, but then when you mentioned the likes of Henry Winter or Oliver Holt or any of them, they're proper journalists, mm-hmm. but. The problem is newspapers are trying to keep up with online. So they're trying to run these, you can't call them clickbait, but essentially the print equivalent of a clickbait. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, ne- Neville's point as well was that it's turning into fast food. Yeah. As in, let's get something out every hour. But that's what... The, but, fact or fiction. Well, he's working for, for the company who, who have created that, in Sky mm-hmm. Sports News, a 24-7 mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. news channel. There's no need for that mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the world. Absolutely none whatsoever. You're getting the same story every half hour. And he's going to criticise print media. Yeah, he's working for the very company who've invented that model. And he writes for the Daily Mail as well. And with, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. So let's, let's, not, let's, let's not, not go down, down there. there yeah. But that's what I mean by his timing. And then also it was in the same week that Danny Taylor broke the story about child sex abuse. In, in football, in, in football yeah. which will probably be the most important story of our generation. And yet, it seems to be getting underplayed. Absolutely, yeah. Which speaks volumes to me of how much people... It's almost... I'm not saying it's the same because I think child sex abuse is, is, is deplorable, but obviously even more serious than the concussion story in America. But the fact that when you look at NFL and you look at how that concussion story was received over there... They, they were trying to ignore it. They were mm-hmm. trying to just sweep it away and just sort of like they gave it a little bit to say like, oh no, we talked about it. But it's not an issue. And it seems almost like that's the angle that they're going for with this story. That mm-hmm. like, yeah, they needed the support of some sort of uh, p- players playing now, I think, in terms of, you know, it, it seems it, it, the, the, the support, the idea of support nowadays is, is a footballer tweeting it or quoting it. Mm-hmm. Or well, news no longer it. breaks, it tweets. That's yeah, the thing. tweets, exactly, yeah. You know? So, I mean, they haven't got that with this whole sexual abuse uh, claim, but like well, some, was, some of... Some who, of sorry, sorry to go across you. Who was the darts player who came out and... Eric Bristow. Eric Bristow. Eric Bristow. Absolute cabbage. And he went on he went on Good Morning Britain with Pierce Morgan. What an idiot like. And he was nearly trying to defend himself. Well, mm-hmm. he, I would say he was. I'd say he probably backed down and, and, and apologized uncategorically, but then also tried to say or justify or explain his position like. Yeah. I know I didn't watch it but I watched it. It was he, it was supposed to be kind of damage limitation. Yeah. But it was worse for him. Yeah, yeah he, like, he should have just disappeared for two weeks. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he's he's irrelevant anyway. Absolute cabbage. Um, who was the former player that it first came out with? And he was on uh, off Andy the ball. Woodward. Andy Woodward. Woodward yeah. He was on off the ball and did a great interview. Um, but the stuff that has since come out after him, like Chelsea and Dario mm-hmm. Grady, and mm-hmm. it's just it's well, like apparently, like regarding Dario Grady, and obviously that investigation is still going on, but. Like, you're talking about for 40 years it's been known that crew, there was something not right about crew Alexandra. Yeah. And obviously Grady's been there for nearly 40 years and he hasn't been named in anything as of yet. But, I mean, he was known to drive 40 miles from his house to bring, you know, three or four young lads to this guy, Barry Bennell. Yeah. You know, he was so the head, he, head of I'm the I'm sure economies. he's going to come in to, you know, he has to... to He'll have to be held accountable. At yeah, he'll have to be at least but, questions over it. Like, but yeah. he was in charge of the Chelsea, or he was Chelsea system manager. Correct. Um, yeah. When the Chelsea allegations mm-hmm. happened, 
as well and Chelsea paid off a couple of the victims yeah 50 grand to spin yeah well, hang on now was that categorically proven yeah oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. This, this guy waived his anonymity to come out and okay. um, and he was with the Guardian and he said yeah they paid me 50,000 Chelsea oh. confirmed that he was paid they confirmed why they paid him right Um. So we're not. We don't need to mention the word allegedly. I was going to say, yeah, dude, no, do I need to? No, no it's no. not liable. No, it's all out there. Um, Where have you been? Well, this just proves that I don't think it's been getting as much coverage. Then, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't. As as a point of principle, I don't watch Sky Sports News, and I don't. Really I think Sky Sports News covered it, did they? No, they've done. Very, they've done very. I don't watch Sky Sports News either. It's um, been all the Guardian, the Guardian, and Telegraph. I was going to say. Normally speaking, I would check the telegraph and the guardian but i haven't for the last while just with the american election i got a little bit just kind of i don't know fatigued i would say by the liberal press as they like to call mm-hmm. themselves um so i didn't i didn't read anything from i'd say about late october early november through to now as we're speaking i still haven't so that could be why i missed it that's just ignorance yeah, on my well, i wouldn't tell you to go back and particularly look into it either because some it's of the stars are hard reading yeah. It's not something you should look forward to sitting down reading about, you know. Yeah. But then there was the kind of hint on Twitter as well about Gary Speed. Mm. He was coached under this Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. coach at Barry crew, Bennell, yeah. Barry Bennell, so they're kinda going So Barry Bennell is the character that has questions over, is it? Yeah, he yeah. He, he was a, a scout slash He served time for abuse as well. Right, so and allegedly he's the perpetrator of these of, of yeah con, of a continuation of assaults on players okay. over the years used kind of scare tactics so they keep quiet as in right you know I'll get you to where you need to get in your career and yeah see I I think um, a lot will come out in the wash if the wash is a thorough one like you know what I mean yeah. and I would hope the FA and I would hope not just the FA but anybody involved in football has the cop on and the decency to look at it and look at the examples of when people try to cover up, i.e. BBC and Jimmy Savile, i.e. the Catholic Church. When you try to cover these things up, it's it, worse. It's worse. Mm-hmm. Take your medicine, give it justice, get on with life. It's very much like the Catholic Church and Jimmy Savile. Well, I mean, these things tend to stem from, you know... Well, it was go- like people, these kind of characters, they seem to justify it in their heads that it was going on in the church, you know, so it can't be all that wrong. And no, that's, it's just, that's insane. That's insane. But as, um, like, as, as a parent, you're kind of looking at it going, like, you know, can you send your kids to these places? Well, I mean, the, the, the flip of that as well, I mean, just to, just to bring an Irish example into it, look at your man in Glen Alban. Who there was mm. loads of accusations. Gary O'Toole, the Olympic swimmer, even and this was let go. One you of know, the people so who, who was saying, "Yeah, I can't remember your man's name." It's that long since I even read the yoga about it. But there was a number of people who came out and said that this guy uh, was abusing people. Glen Alvin swimming pool in Stillorgan for years, and as you said, more or less let go. He lives in America now, to the best of my knowledge. Nothing, not not a dicky board again. I'm like with the with the football situation. Uh, Gary Speed's wife had to come out and say she doesn't think. Yeah, she said she wasn't aware because they were saying that this could think, have been a yeah. contributing factor into his. I don't know. See, I don't like. Death. I don't like that sort of speculation with no evidence because then you're you're bringing even well, the, even the, by, by proxy you're even bringing his family into it and his family. Obviously, you know the, the situation around Gary Speed's death was tragic anyway. But well, I mean, the, the evidence is that with Wood Woodward, Woodward 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 was saying what he went through and that he. 
he had to retire early because he was having panic attacks on the pitch and blah 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 and it was really really horrific what he went yeah. through up until he spoke out and he said that him and Gary Speed shared digs yeah so he said I didn't see Gary Speed being abused but I was certainly abused for four or five years yeah so that's where that came out and that's why they were yeah. saying well we don't think he was but mm-hmm. yeah. we'll, we'll look at unfortunately we'll never know we'll never know mm-hmm. yeah oh, and your man it. is living in another with another name now isn't he Yes, uh, I don't think he's he's too well at the moment. Actually. No, he was, a couple of weeks after that, um, heart failure. The ambulance was called to yeah, his to a hotel to his yeah, abode. Yeah. But Seems he goes almost, under a different alias now, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Seems to almost always be the way, doesn't it? With that, when you know justice or whatever, it's just about catching up with these people that they're very ill and don't yeah. have long left, kind of thing. You know, but there was a question posed to me and Gary by our mutual friend and just wondering if it, is it a fair question so in ireland we had the catholic church situation yeah. occur and a lot of people walked away from the catholic church because of it mm-hmm. do you think people will walk away from football well or should they walk away from well football? this is the thing in this, the same breath this is where the whole how you handle the crisis comes into it the, i think a lot of people walked away from the catholic church because the catholic church wanted to bury their head in the sand and pretend that they didn't know about it. Then it was proven they did know about it, and then they wanted to pretend that it wasn't that big a deal. Then protect protect the perpetrators and, and protect the perpetrators. So how football responds to this crisis, I think, will play a big part. I don't think you can punish the coaches of today based on the actions of coaches previously, but I do think they need to now have measures in place that it becomes a safe environment or they have. That goes the same for priests, though. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. But I, I think it, it, I'd be surprised if if they handle it right and if they if they deal with it properly and if everything is transparent and there's no attempt to kind of downplay it. Which so far it looks like there is an attempt to downplay it. Almost, I think if they handle it properly and they do everything transparency out out in the public, and they say yes, there were failures, yes, we fucked up, and this is what we're going to do to make sure this never happens again then people would rally behind that, I feel. But if they don't do that, then they're only cutting off their own face. Like, do you know what I mean? What do you think, Gary? I think there'll be an inquiry, which will last two or three years. Yeah. I think money will be lashed at people. And I think it will not so much disappear, but I think there'll be a brief statement from a judge in two or three years' time. Here's the inquiry. Here's what's happened. People are going to be compensated. But do you think people's yeah. supporters should walk away from football? I don't think they will, no. No, but no. should they, like, in the same breath as um, the Catholic Church? Based on a principle kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, each case is different, isn't it? I mean... Like, well, I, I, let, let me, maybe let me answer this way, right? Yeah. You're, you're the United fan, Gary, right? Graham, you're more of a Shamrock Rovers man, but you have a soft spot for West Bromwich, yeah? Mm. If you found out in the morning that either of your clubs had been involved in the systematic cover-up of knowingly abusive coaching members or any sort of staff, not just coaches, but knowingly covered up abuses over a period of years. Not just a one-off incident, although that doesn't make it any better, but, you know, repeated, calculated, 100% this happened and they covered it up. How would you feel about, you know, supporting that club and giving money towards that club knowing that over the years this has been a cover-up? It's a great question. Um... 
Because personally, you, you, like if, if it happened with United, I don't think I could. You'd have to look at it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'd I mean, be disgusted. If it happened with Leinster and Leinster Rugby, I don't think I could go to the RDS ever again, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. To be realistic, there's a huge chance that it probably has happened at you know, most clubs. And I mean, Dario Grady and, and Sir Alex Ferguson for years were best mates. Great mates. Mm. You know, it's not, you know, to answer your question bluntly, if, if there was a cover up at Man United of historical child sex abuse, I genuinely think you'd have to look at yourself and say, I can't advocate yeah. that. Yeah. Then if the perpetrators are gone out of the club 30 plus years, is that a different scenario? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's a hard one, isn't it? It's yeah. the cover up board, though, that kind of does yeah, it for me. That, that's, that's the thing. Mm. That does it look, for me. I mean, I, I played skill boy football all my life and I never came across anybody other than gentlemen. Like, I never came... Well, I mean, there were some arseholes because I was arseholes, but I never came across anybody who I ever had a sort of question mark about in that way. I came across lads who were only interested in helping young lads play football, giving to the community, that kind of thing, and it was brilliant. But I think we're all a bit naive if we don't think that there's at least one case in Ireland of this happening. Without doubt, yeah. I mean, oh, doubt, yeah. Roddy Collins came out with a story around yeah. the time. It wasn't well, per- particularly proven. I think Bowes came out quite quickly and said, we, we, we were never aware of a report. Yeah. Because Roddy said that he reported it to Bowes and the guards. Absolutely. And yeah. they kind of dismissed and said, you didn't report it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look at, there's a 99.9% chance it's going to come out in this country as well. Yeah. Yeah. If we're honest. Yeah, it's sure a bigger it scale. Sure it wasn't thing, there, a well-known, I'm not going to name names, but a well-known journalist um, mm. involved with a GAA and a young yep. girl, you know. He was still kind of being protected by the press. Um, I don't know if he's being so much protected by the press or if it's a kind of a legal well, thing. And that oh, yeah, that possibly in, a legal thing. I believe he's in a, a, a psychiatric mm. hospital or... Because he was married and... Yeah, yeah kids married and, and kids and everything, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, moving on from that. Although it was I, heavy, but it was good. But I, good, I do, yeah, I do think that is one of the biggest stories of 2016, mm. yeah. despite the fact that maybe it didn't get the coverage but, it should have gotten. But like you said, it should get it. Be, should be out there. I think. I think more of it's like, like the concussion. I know you weren't comparing it per se, but it is like the concussion story because they are just <clears throat> pushing it under the carpet. Yeah, so they're trying to say nothing to see here. Football is still a beautiful game. Football yeah. is still, you know. And I mean, if there's questions over, answer the questions. Um, but yeah, one of the other things that came out, and it's not something I want to really, uh, really want to go on about, but just one of those stories that I thought more would come from, just in the same kind of light. Panama Papers. I thought a lot more would have came out of that than it actually disappeared did. In, into thin air. It did, yeah, yeah. And it, like I remember, oh, it first, yeah. it first broke and it was like, oh my god. Yeah, well, then, it was probably always going to, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. But like, what just, did that expose again? Ah. Offshore, offshore accounts. I think I might have accused you at one point of having yeah. an account over there. Yeah, there was at least, at I least. Think you linked me to a lot of uh, stories online. I, I remember at one point here, and there was at least fifty pages from the Panama Papers that were just grey Americans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was another story that kind yeah. of broke big, and then just that was early in, in twenty sixteen, wasn't it? Um, it was April twenty sixteen. Yeah, so yeah. why do you April. think it was like they didn't cover it then? Um, that's just it I don't know is yeah. it just another example of kind of the media being in bed with the people who are in power yeah. oh of course <laughs> Mary oh. Boyle <laughs> yeah 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 oh um, but yeah like what else have we got in my notes here Jeez, from 2016 oh, Panama Papers man they're Tell you. went nowhere lads hang on look we're, we're nearly out of time there, please, Gary? we're nearly out of time <laughs> and we haven't even touched on Brexit and Trump 
Brexit in June, Trump in November. Yeah, it was crazy. The world it? is going to be a different, different place in 2017, boys. Well, maybe it's what the world needs, in fairness. In what sense? In, like, a kick up the hole? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to slap in the face and be like, this is reality now, people. Yeah, is like, this what you want? Politics sometimes, historically, politics sometimes needs somebody who's going to go in like Trump, that's unproven politically, and go in with a businessman's logic, and have a look at things and say, oh, hold on, Israel, you can't be spending that much yeah. on that, and blowing the shit out of... Palestine. Palestine. Yeah. That's not right. I'd agree to an extent, and then I'd also say all the rhetoric that he's used, this whole drain the swamp thing, and yet he's appointing the exact same type of people who were there in the first place. So, how much of the businessman logic is going to just bow down to the political logic that he's then installing all Mm -hmm. around it? The key word was sometimes. (laughs) Not not necessarily that Mr. Trump will will do the sometime. But, lads, did you see his thank you campaign? And I watched some of the press conferences and he was he was kind of alluding to the wall and some of his other crazy ideas. But he was actually, he actually said to the crowd, and they think I'm going to do that. They yeah. think I'm going to do that. So what Danny was saying in previous pods yeah. was saying there's no way he's going to do it. And he was telling his supporters who voted him on the back of his ideologies, he's telling them, and they thought I was going to do that. See, like, yeah, the, but the, the one that, I just that, thought it was funny that he was going on a thank you campaign yeah, and thanking them. But his, of course, like, I mean, how else did they think the, this the was going to play out? The camera shot to his supporters and they kind of looked a bit mystified as then, well, he's not going to build a wall. But, but I mean, how did they think this was going to play I out? No, like, yeah, I like, know. And I know. the example, I've said it on this before, and it's an example I always have when people talk about Trump and, oh my God, how can he talk about building a wall and sure didn't Berlin only get rid of a wall and all this kind of stuff? And I'm like, lads. The Freedom Tower in New York, it took them 15 years to build that after 9-11. 15, and they wanted to fucking build that. They actually wanted that built, and it took 15 years. What makes you think Trump was going to get a wall built for? Yeah. That stretches along the entire southern coast of the United States of America. But didn't we, we spoke about this. In it was one the, of the intent, other, though, wasn't it? Really? One of the other times I visited you, and he never actually said, literally, I will build a wall, I'm going to keep the Mexican out, blah, blah, blah. He said it in a kind of... if. If the process we want to put into place for Mexicans coming into the country, if they don't fit, you know, if they're not vetted properly, basically. He said, I'm going to build a wall and Mexico are going to pay for it. That's the bit I love. And the fact that he didn't went to <laughs> yeah, Mexico and they met never with politicians sh- in Mexico and come straight out of me and like, yeah, and I told them they were going to pay for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. I love that about him. Like. Yeah, but did people decide not to get that side of him is my point. I think, yeah. And like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if it was just you because know. I watched the American Celebrity Apprentice for years and just kind of picked up on the fact that this lad is mental. But he knows mental. he's not going exactly. to build a wall. I was going to say, but I think Donald Trump, not, and I think what we were seeing in the presidential thing, and Jesus, I hope it's true when he's actually in the Shagam White House, is you're seeing the character Trump. And the, the, the public character that he has is complete. And maybe that's not presidential. Maybe that's not what you want from a politician. <laughs> Certainly it's a weird act to follow Obama, who seemed to be one of the coolest blokes ever. Not a great president, in my opinion, but hey. Um, but Trump comes along then with this public persona where he's asking rhetorical questions to the crowd. Mids. He breaks the speech and he's like, isn't that a good idea? And, <laughs> <laughs> and <you're> like, <laughs> what are you asking him for, man? The presidents don't ask. Presidents do. Like, yeah, but that, that's the funny thing of his. If you, if you don't take his press conferences serious, they're hilarious. Yeah, but oh, don't forget, though. Like, I mean, people were saying that, you know, he wouldn't, you know, that... You know the blacks wouldn't vote for him. 
Hispanics wouldn't vote for him. Yet there was campaigns from those yeah. two sides, Hispanics for Trump. It never got any media time. I'm not, and I'm not saying this to be derogatory. I have been in Trump hotels. And lads, I didn't see a Caucasian worker. Okay. Make it out what you will. I'm not saying it to be derogatory. I'm just saying that if people are going on about how he's anti-Mexican, anti-African-American, anti-black, anti-foreign national, whatever. I mean, I've seen a lot of Hispanic workers there. I've seen, And they were lovely, polite people. But I didn't see a lot of just Caucasian Americans. So he can't be that against them. If his hotels are... I'm sure somebody's now going to tweet us and be like, hey, at WTS pod, uh, they're all on less than minimum wage and blah, 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 blah. I don't know what wages they're on. I didn't bloody ask. But all I'm saying is there was a lot of them working in his hotel when I was there. You said in this hotel? I didn't stay in it. I was in it. And I was in Trump Tower in New York. Mm, nice. I, I wasn't meeting the big man or anything like that. You did you ask I mean? him to come on the podcast? <laughs> I, he probably I, did. I did send an email. I didn't get a response. <laughs> Him and Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we think about Brexit? What is it gonna? Is it gonna? You know, uh, I think about Brexit. Whatever David McWilliams thinks, I'm going with that logic. <laughs> yeah, because Former to be perfectly honest, my opinion on everything political now is if it doesn't affect what happens in my little house down the southeast, yeah, and it doesn't affect anything to do with me, I don't care. Okay. All right. Yeah. If 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 it means people with mushroom farms no longer exporting mushrooms to England because they're growing their own and their business goes, so be it. Right. If I'm having spaghetti bolognese on a Monday, curry on a Tuesday, roast dinner on a Wednesday, Mexican on a Thursday, another roast dinner. That's all. It's all I can. I don't have the energy now. A roast dinner on a Friday. Nobody has a roast dinner. Yeah, on I got Friday, days mixed up there. Okay, right. <laughs> it's Sunday it. today, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has a roast on a Friday. No, but I because what happens with me, lads, is I, I go on these cycles of I'll watch, you know, every political program going to be Vincent Brown and BBC get News, wound and, I, up. and then yeah. I get wound up. This is as true as God. I was watching. I went into another cycle of watching them. And I got into bed just when it started getting cold in in the last you know few months, and it was cold when I got into bed, and I was really uncomfortable and unsteady. So I took my tracksuit bottoms off, took my socks off, still couldn't settle. Took my t-shirt off, still couldn't settle. Got naked and I still couldn't settle. And Gemma said, "You're gonna have to fucking calm down." But it was because I was watching political programs. I wound up. My body like was fucking going ninety, and I ended mm. up ninety with worry, like or yeah, just just, just worried about oh my god, you know. See, I, I find, and that's sometimes, like, I'm like that, I'll go on a detox away from news and all that for Absolutely. a while. Absolutely. Mm. Because, and the thing that I found out with was, early in the year, I think it was March, when ISIS attacked Brussels. And it was just a couple of months after the November attacks in Paris. And, of course, everybody turned on the World War Three, World War Three. that's it, it's happening, look at what's happening in Syria, blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, since then... I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a full report about Syria or a full report about anything to do with that part of the world because I'm like, this is fatiguing now. I should have more of an interest in it. Like, you know, it's not very human of me to ignore what's going on the other side of the world when people are being killed and blown up and one thing and the other. But the way it's being pushed at me, I'm kind of like, I, I can't, I just couldn't be arsed dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot happier just watching shows about polar bears than I am 
Well, you know, like I mean, I know that sounds almost dismissive and ignorant. Yeah, but I fully but that's that. my whole point. I just, but, I just have to get myself into this thing of I'm just going to worry about what happens. Yeah, in my own little like underground even, roof. Yeah, even recently when that lunatic drove a truck into people in Berlin, and you had the the Russian ambassador in Turkey assassinated, and all, all on the same day. I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I can sit here and I can watch everything all night. It's not going to do anything. I'm not going to change it from here. I'm going to leave it up to Vladimir Putin and co. (laughs) I'm going to turn back on the Discovery Channel and see what the lads on Mythbusters are up to. Mm -hmm. The thing I found, I did the exact same as both of as well. A bit of a detox. But prior to that, like if I took a, don't know, if I took a stand, say, pro-Palestinian stance or I was getting wound up about that or getting upset about Gaza or whatever, you'd have... Is he still on the drink, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I can't fist bump you from across the table. Um, people would be saying nearly like, um, but what about this country? What about this country? Mm-hmm. And there's just so much negativity and so much wrongdoing in the world and all these countries like if you're you can't you don't have enough time in the day to focus on all of them you don't have enough energy so then your principles come into play it's Mm -hmm. like right that person's actually right i can't i can't be getting so passionate about well of course i can't i can do what i want but i can't be getting so passionate about palestine and then forgetting about i don't know people of uh syria or do you know the Mm -hmm. people of tibet or whatever the do-gooders annoy me do you know the ones who, like, when the stuff happened in Belgium and all that... And Changed they, their profile picture to the flag and no, all that, that I don't. I don't care about it. I'm fine with that. Do that. I'm, I'm perfectly happy for people to do that. What bothers me is the people who didn't go, oh, I don't see you changing your profile picture to a Syria flag. Or, mm. Oh, I didn't see you doing that for a Palestine flag. Who gives a shit, man? Like, I, like if I have felt inclined to say, do you know what, I, I don't like what happened there and I'm going to support those people by... You know, having an act of solidarity by displaying their country's colours or whatever. So be it. I shouldn't then, you know, be guilted because I didn't do it for... It just it irritates me that these fucking do-gooders are like... Uh, just because they can work Google a little bit better than somebody else. And mm-hmm. they found no, I think that's facts. very moany. No, I, I agree. Uh, in fact, I think, I, I think like... I think... I don't know if they're do-gooders. They are do-gooders. They, they are do-gooders. I'll give you a really quick example. Yes, please do. I created... A Bertie Hearn account on Twitter for a few, for a few <laughs> the nights. The reveal! For a few nights, right? Uh, Courtney as well and truly pulled back now, wasn't <laughs> it? And for the first two days, it was like the, the abuse sent from the, Go- the Do Gooder Brigade, right? And yeah. it's all the same people. It was kind of 60, 70 people. And they'd be sending me pictures of, you know, Bertie went, when somewhere in Ireland got flooded and he's standing in his weddies with the hat on. And the abuse was frightening. But then, and then you know, it's. It was Bertie Hearn's fault for the Apple tax situation. It was Bertie Hearn's fault yeah. that they want us to pay for water. And NAMA is Bertie's fault. And I was just kind of thinking, have all of you got nothing else to do? Yeah. It's clearly a fucking parody account. <laughs> clearly not Bertie. Yeah. <laughs> Signing off a BA. <laughs> 343 notifications in something like four hours. You know, imagine that really was Bertie. Like, yeah. But, but, but like... Danny's point is these clutches of people, you know, and they just fucking, and that's wrong. They'll pinpoint it. They'll attack and they'll attack and they'll attack. And it's like, have you nothing else to do? I'm all for people supporting a cause, but don't 
don't go and victimise it or make somebody feel guilty because they've opted to support a cause that doesn't match what you now deem to be the biggest cause. No, I, no yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think when when all that occurred with the French flag being changed and then there's these, there's terrorist attacks all over the world every day nearly, Um, my judgement on that person would be do you not watch the news? Like, do you not watch other news? But we've just talked about people not watching the news. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not watching the news. But anymore. they're, but they're, like, here's the thing. I find you're moaning there by saying, uh, "Oh, would you not change your flag?" This, like, you're mimicking and you're kind of going, "Would you not change your flag to Syria or Palestinian yeah. flags?" But I find it. Why wouldn't they? I find it a hundred times easier. To empathise and sympathise with people in a country that I have visited, people in a country that I have dealings with, and people in a country that is an hour away and they have, you know, a lot more in common with me than I do for a country that's on the other side of the world, that I don't speak a similar language, I don't have a similar set of beliefs, I don't have an awful lot in common with and I know that's maybe ignorance on my behalf and I'm not saying that those people are any less human than I am or that the people of Belgium or France are my point is that compassion fatigue when all we're seeing on the news is dead bodies or all we're seeing in the news is bombs being dropped and all that sort of stuff over the last 15 odd years the war in the Middle East we've been given it and spoon fed it over and over again it's very hard to to feel that same empathy don't do a flag then well, no. I, I, but my no. principles would get the better of me, and I wouldn't be able to just say, "All right, Jesus, I'd have to change my flag every bleeding day." On, well, but on but the then, like but hang, okay, hang on a second, though, right? <laughs> if Ireland was attacked, and somebody said to you, "Like, Ash, I'm not going to feel any worse about Ireland doing a short Syria gets attacked every day," how are you going to feel about that? Are you going to feel, "Oh, yeah, that's just a fight"? Well, I think it's. I think it's. It's a bit. I don't know. No I wouldn't means. care. Like I don't care that someone puts changes their flag to whatever country in support of them. Neither during, do I, during but my, my point is my point is the people who then attack the people who do because they feel I can see their they, point as well though. They, but that they're on some sort of social justice campaign because no. how dare you change your flag your your profile picture to a flag of that country but you didn't do it three weeks ago when there was a suicide bomb no. and fourteen people in Aleppo. I, I, I don't up. really I don't really buy the whole um my, I'm not saying you're wrong, of course I'm not, so don't be attacking me, but I'm just saying that I'm very much, this might sound cheesy, but I'm, I'm very much of that it's us, this this world, we're, the, we're all one. No, I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not I wouldn't be you. picking a country over because I visited it or I've got a lot more in common with them over another country. Innocent people have... I'm not disagreeing with you. And like I said, now, now do you know what I mean? So that's life, where I come from. But my life is worth more than the other. I would never I'm attack saying. if you if you change our flag to France or whatever during that time. I would never have said. I would. I just wouldn't care. I know, but what I'm saying to you is, there are people who care, and they decided to attack those people who did because they didn't change it to a Palestinian flag six weeks before that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's where my problem lies. I'm not saying. But I you, agree with you, you. There's no them. There's only us. Like I agree with that. You kind of would, uh, I don't know if hipster is the quiet word, <laughs> the right word. No, I'm not being cheeky, but you would kind of, um, I'm not going to say follow the masses, but if you'd be kind of, when there was people were kicking up shit about Palestine there a while ago, you were into all that. But yeah. there was a, a bomb attack in Kenya 
you know, three weeks after there was four hundred of them blitzed, and I heard nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but see, that's where the, so when we when we started a conversation, that's where I had to take myself a bit away from the news because if there were so many, if you focus yourself, my principles got the better of me, do you know. And I was like, I could, <coughs> I can't. I can't focus on all these. Yeah, I'm the same. But then I, I, I listen, I, I see people on Twitter and they're commenting on, you know, bomb attacks in other countries. And I'm kind of going, you, you should be more concerned what's going on, you know, in NAMA. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't worry yourself about that shit that you can do nothing about. Worry yeah. about fucking billions being let go out of the country by... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. I think to end it on a slightly positive note, one of the things that people... <laughs> That was a good debate. I tell you. I think um, we've had it before, though, for some reason. No, um, we've never talked about that. One of the things that I think people can make a difference on, one of the things that people should make a difference on, is the uh, Home Sweet Home Apollo House situation. Um, as we're recording this, January 11th is the the date that they've been asked, slash yeah. told, to vacate. To, to vacate the premises. Um, so what happens after that then? And I think this is the whole, not to sound... Robert Lyons, you're not saying overly cheesy or whatever, but uh, this is the part where people have the power. Yeah. And uh, if ever there was a reason, I think, for everybody, the banks and all that, I think people felt helpless and they felt like there was nothing they could do and sure it's out of their hands and everybody was screwed, but I think they felt like there was absolutely nothing they could do. Whereas with this, I really, really believe that if people actually get behind it, it could make a huge difference. Without right. a doubt, yeah. Um, People are getting behind. They've raised thousands and thousands. But it's a disgrace that... But it can't just be a flash in the pan. No. It's a disgrace that we live in a country with all these empty buildings, and, and there are many of them, yeah. that the government cannot just say, right, let's put some ESB, you know, let's give it an electric current, let's put beds in, and just give people somewhere to go. Hmm. You know, instead of... You know, you're talking about kids and babies sleeping in cars. and It's not right. It's like, not acceptable. It, it proves as well, like the 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 excuse of, you know, even though it's an office building, the Apollo House, they have proven that they have transformed it into a living quarter. Yeah, yeah. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that the excuse doesn't wash. Um, I loved um, Glenn Hansard's appearance in the Late Late Show. I thought he spoke unbelievably um, in relation to the whole thing, basically saying it's now owned, it's our building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the country. It's people. The people of Ireland's building. If you pay taxes, that's your building. Mm-hmm. I think the the home sweet home and Apollo House thing. I think has the potential to be another home to vote situation. Like that sort of tangible spirit of the country thing mm-hmm. coming through. Like, and as far as I'm concerned, it possibly is along with Euro 2016 the best feel good story for Ireland of mm. 2016. Agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I, I was, I was getting goosebumps to like reading everything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or seeing the interviews, or seeing that little kind of uh, gig on the rooftop, and it's just very fuzzy and warm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if there's a scenario when they're evicted on January eleventh, that if we see pictures of you know residents have nowhere to go? Yeah, it's will gonna, pe- it's, will it's, people take the It's going to be water charges uh, scenarios all over again. Do you think? Yeah, I think it could yeah, be bigger. Without a doubt, yeah. I think it could be bigger. Well, um, that's brilliant. Yeah. The only downside about recording this in December 2016 <laughs> yeah. is that a lot might have changed by the time this goes out. <laughs> Did be fucking burned out or something? <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. Some um, scoby will have a barbecue on the fucking thing. <laughs> 
But, uh, but it's great, fair play to even the, the mental health advocates that are volunteering their time to help yeah. these people as yeah. well. Because they do have issues. Some of them have a lot of issues in, in there, the residents. So you have got mental health people. I, I read a, um, a nurse from the Matter A&E. After her shift in the matter, she's been going down to Apollo House yeah. to kind of triage them and see if everything's all right. That's that's we're, so we're, admirable. Like. It's fantastic. But we, we were talking about this in work. One of the lads, he's South African, and he, and he was saying, can your government not just give an empty building in the city centre to help the homeless yeah. crisis you anyway? But anyway. But I think that's what yeah. this whole thing has proven. And he thinks technically they can, but they just don't. It's unbelievable. Fine Gale, that's what they do. They are butchers. It's crazy. Spoken from a true fan of Fowler. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? Cause no, they, but it is. They were, ta- they were asked, know, know, they were asked if you're evicted from this building, will you just go to another NAMA building? And they were like, we might do. You'll we'll just see, see security uh, stepped up at NAMA buildings. Can I, yeah. I ask a naive question, possibly. Very quickly. How did they obtain entry to, this, to Apollo House? I believe they broke and entered. Oh, did they? I believe. I could be very wrong about the correction on that, but I believe they kind of forced. Well, they would have had to. And how would they have yeah. got electricity and, and working on... Electricians. But, like... Probably, yeah, but, is it not working on we, the generator? We know, I'd, I'd imagine... But we know from working in an electricity company that yeah, look, you're I, cut off. Well, I don't think the, the, the building was cut off, and that may be one of the, the reasons they identified it as... Like, a good location. A, a good location. Because it's been... They've been gearing up for this... For about eight weeks before it yeah. actually happened. So, so I think that could be very, one of the very reasons why they're like the electricity is still running, you know. To be honest with you, I think if um, if there was a disconnection of electricity in there, it, generators, as you say, could very well be a possibility. I'm not sure, but I think if, if the electricity was to go, I think the nation, given the, the kind of, you can feel almost mm-hmm. the kind of support, it's it's incredible. Like, Particularly with Hansard's appearance at the Late Late Show, the audience were just yeah. lapping. I have to admit, it's not often that... that I think very well of RTE and giving airtime to that kind of thing, but I think it was well played. I think they knew with Glenn Hansard coming on that day and the fact that the story broke earlier that day. I they think couldn't they avoid knew. it. Mm-hmm. But I think Tuberty gave him the platform very well. I, I, think. I was surprised he got so long. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah like, I, I didn't think he would. Like and he got a best was, of luck and all from Ryan. Yeah, in my head, I, I was kind of like they're going to let him sing a song and then that would be it. Like, mm. but in fairness, now Tuberty just kind of more or less went the floor is yours. Tell mm-hmm. us. Mm. And done it brilliantly, like mm-hmm. and, and fairness to Hans Glenn Hans that he, he spoke amazingly well the lately. Show with I remember him. seeing it on the on the tweet where it was like uh, musicians, artists uh, take take control of Apollo House. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. opened it up and I got goosebumps reading the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's gas that all these volunteers who are only doing it because our politicians have failed, but they did need that public support from. Glenn Hanser, Damien Dempsey, Christy Moore, John Connors, Lisa Hannigan, all these people. Amazing what profile can do. It's profile, profile exactly. Yep. They needed a bigger um, profile just to get them over the, the last hurdle. Hopes and aspirations for 2017, Gary. Personally. <laughs> or just in general for the, the, the wider world. I'd like to see, um, obviously, the homeless crisis sorted out. I would, I'm looking forward to seeing Mr. Trump uh, get his feet in and see what happens there. Yeah. Um, in a pensive way, and pensive. Uh, in a mic pensive way, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on a personal level, I have a little slight change in work, not, right. nothing too hasty, 
and um, I'm going to eat more vegetables. Good oh, man. That is a resolution anyway. My skin's very dry. <laughs> Would you not just drink more water? No, because there's all stuff, antibiotics. Carded, Danny. That's making your face dry. Yes. Fantastic callback there. Well played. American. Um, Hopes and aspirations and dreams. Dream out loud for us there. Um, Can I be very rude, actually, Dan? Yeah? 2016 did throw up another shock. How many games did the Bulls win? Two. <laughs> Was it one or two? You would know. You weren't Danny. I know, but I, it comes up on my Twitter feed at the time. Was it one or two? To, to, as we record now, we've won 50% of our games. Uh, so, Three out of six. Okay, thank you. Are you going to come in 2017? Are you going to come to a Bulls game? If I've time, I will. Yeah. <laughs> like Daniel has. If I've time, I will. Yeah. I'm a man of leisure. Gary has a busy life. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a house to run and everything. Um, my aspirations. Um, I don't know. Podcast go from strength to strength. Right. I'd love to do a live show. Funny you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your ears and eyes peeled, folks. Because uh, we're heading towards the big 100 in terms of chapters, and uh, we're working on something. I'll say no more. That's it. But yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Um, Dan, yourself? Uh, Leinster to do a double European Cup and Pro 12. Um, Euro Millions win would be nice. <laughs> and um, to lose me virginity would be tremendous. <laughs> you get married this year? Uh, I'm not getting married this year, now. There's enough people who have Then you won't booked. be losing it. Um, <laughs> you never know when we fall awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, twenty nineteen more than likely. Oh, is it twenty nineteen? It hasn't been confirmed, but it's certainly looking towards twenty nineteen. If I can drag it out to twenty twenty two, I will. <laughs> he'll do what he's told. He's more, doing more exactly. He'll more do what he's told. So, I will. so look, I don't care. So Would you go on brides of Frank? Um, I wouldn't. Like I Gary, Gary, it's I, Frank. I, I don't think I could do it as well as as Gary could have. So you know what I mean. That's mean a rep- there wasn't a repeat on over the Christmas. No, but but you know I think when over two million people have seen the show, they don't really need to, to see it again. <laughs> two million yeah. people did not see that did show. Over five I've, shows. <laughs> I've an email there. <laughs> <laughs> I've more TV viewers than you. You haven't. Can yeah. we ratings? I've been the ratings world with us too. That's can you put your penises away and stop? <laughs> <laughs> Please. I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> Hopefully, Rocco um, comes back. Yeah, there you go. I'd like that. Rocco to get a spin off. Yeah. <laughs> That's my hope and aspirations. What would you call it? Oh, Rocco in Apollo House. Yeah. <laughs> Rocco's modern life. No, wait, there was that already, wasn't there? <laughs> um, Gary, if people want to follow you on the social media, don't. I'm only on Twitter. Yep. And it's at, at Bertie Hearn. <laughs> <laughs> underscore. Uh, at Gar Michael, M A C K L E. There you go. It's Gas, the news talk. Covered. I know. Brilliant. All Absolutely right. brilliant. At Merigamania. Uh, at Merigamania. At Andrew Murray. At WTS Pod on Twitter. You can check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Podcast Republic. Anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast, just check WTS Pod. Download all the old episodes as well. They're good crack, including Gary's two previous appearances. It's the first time someone's come on three times. Um, technically, this is actually his fourth time. 
No, got, was it? No, yeah, it was a tour. I got was a it? phone call. You did get, oh, you get yeah. the phone call. I thought I won something. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I've, I've been on, yeah. yeah. Well, see, he's a, he's, a, well, he's a WTS correspondent now. You're not a guest. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm a WTS groupie, really. I just kind of <laughs> yeah. pop in every now and again. Uh, but it's great when you do. Well, so, thank you for having me. Thanks. And, and it's um, a huge part of my life. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Uh, thanks for the gifts. FitzpatrickCastle.com don't forget to check it out and uh, give us a look on Facebook Facebook.com forward slash WTS pod or tell a friend because uh, we love attention <laughs> lads <laughs> thank you for making 2016 a fantastic year for us thanks to all the guests who came along and for everybody who listened and all the best for 2017 let's hope it's a good one too sweet clear eyes full hearts can't lose.